Welcome to the Innovation World Young Collaborators podcast series. My name is Arne Bothra and I'm 14 years old. I live in Aurora, Illinois in the United States of America. I'll be hosting today's podcast, which is called Sierra Leone and Liberia's Reading Revolution. Today's guest comes to us from the capital of Liberia, Monrovia. In Monrovia, he works with children, promoting education to increase literacy rates and provide a comfortable place for learning. So please help me in welcoming Mr. Idrissa Paul Bangura to the show. Hi, Paul. It's nice to see you today. Thank you very much, and I'm glad to be here. Mm -hmm. Great. So I think we'll get right into the questions as I'm excited to learn about what you do. So my first question was, can you introduce yourself and tell us about the problem that you're trying to solve, and why is this an important issue? Well, my name is Idris Apodangura, as stated, and um, I'm a Sierra Leonean based in Liberia. Um, I've been here for over 10 years now in Liberia, and intermittently going to Sierra Leone back and forth. Um, currently, I am trying to solve a few problems in education, and that is one uh, school dropout. Um, try, to, um, try to solve a problem on that, and then also the cost of education, and then the lack of access to books, uh, the lack of digital literacy, and that of poor literacy skills through reading in Liberia. So I've been working on this with support, uh, with, uh, with mentorship and counseling of kids. I'm also giving access to free quality education and as well trying to provide resources to get the kids reading and also empower them to become a better leaders in Liberia and Sierra Leone respectively. That's really cool. And I think that's a really important issue. So is the tuition in Liberia very expensive? Or is it very hard to get into schools? Yeah, there, there's, we have two set of schools, private schools and public school. Uh, private schools are very much expensive in terms of uh, tuition fees and other school supplies. And then the public school also is uh, is not that too expensive, but it is too much ambiguous of the total population of the country to access these schools. So... I and my team are trying to figure out ways and means to get these kids access to quality education free of charge. That's amazing. That sounds like a really good idea. So my next question is, could you go a little bit more in depth into the program's initiative that you've developed or taken part in to solve this problem? Yeah, uh, one of my programs actually has been uh, the Free Quality Education Program. Mm -hmm. The Free uh, Quality Education Program was designed to give access to vulnerable, orphan, and marginalized kids who have no access or opportunity to go back to school. So we started it in 2020, and uh, today we have over 300 children that are coming to school free of charge. Mm -hmm. We give them sometimes uh, school supplies such as books and bags and uniform in order to give them access. And this is actually transforming their minds from uh, a non-going-to-school kids and now to a very active and proactive student. Who, these kids are very smart, brilliant, and they just lack the opportunity to go to school. Another program also that we designed also has been the reading competition. We uh, tag it as the ECOWAS Reading Championship, and we'll be able to train and also give access to children to read uh, through competition, we have kids from Sierra Leone, Guinea, and Liberia. And uh, this year, May, they came together and we have a very wonderful competition. And we give prizes and uh, gift 
to all of these kids. So these are the two major programs. And now we intend to have a library project because in order to sustain our project, we want to have a library where these kids can have access to read. Fortunately for us, uh, day before yesterday, we received a package of books from the United States of America to give access to these children. And uh, some people donated their books. And uh, these are some of the books that were donated and shipped to us, to Liberia, and uh, by different authors. And we are going to give it to the kids to be reading it every Saturday and also after school. That is about our program. That's amazing. Both of these sound really cool. The reading competition sounds like a great idea. And I think the library idea is also um, something that's very important. So my third question is, what were some major obstacles or challenges you encountered while implementing these programs? And how did you overcome them? Uh, One of the challenges and uh, obstacles I faced was actually the time. Uh, The time being, um, um, being hindered by COVID and also political instability. And uh, when there is politics within the country, sometimes we are very much limited of movement and doing other activities or programs. And also another major challenge I really faced was funding. You know, funding these kids to come together, funding them to move from their countries and also hosting the program and supporting their, uh, their effort, you know, by sometimes supporting them go back to school, pay their school fees, buy them books has also been a very serious challenge. And also the venue and the, uh, the venue, which is a space, you know, to have them gather together to be able to read, you know, the facilities we do not have. So that is why we try to create in this library project so that we can have them in a particular position to be able to train them to read and also interact with other people across the continent. I think those were our major obstacles and uh, we are working towards that. That's great. So what outcomes or successes have you achieved so far with these programs? Well, it, it has been wonderful. It has been wonderful. I started with five kids, but now we have more than 300 kids wow. that are reading. And then for the competition, we had more than 25 schools. And in Liberia, we have 15 schools in Sierra Leone and uh, three uh, five schools in Conakry, Guinea. And all of these schools, they have representative of five each. And then the best winners, we are giving prizes of $500, $250, and $100. That really, we had nine kids that received cash prized. And then we have more than 25 kids that received gift in terms of books and bags and other uh, certificates and awards. Well, that's just amazing. Uh, what you've accomplished so far is just like, it's brilliant because you're making such a big impact in so many places. So I'm curious, what is your background and how did you become involved in solving this issue? Well, my background is very much uh, important. When I saw the, and um, I had the question, I was so amazed. Um, actually, I, I'm an orphan. I lost my parents when uh, coming up and uh, I only have one sister and uh, we were actually separated during the River War in Sierra Leone and I had to move forward with my life and um, have uh, all the struggle of my life. I was supported by other people who uh, barely supported me to go to school from one stage to the other. And then we are also um, working for people to just sustain our lives. And there I moved on and then going to school. So 
basically one of the things that really allow or grant me access to support from outsiders where I'm reading and also getting good grades in school. So I grew up with that knowledge and acting drama in school, performing in all of the activities in the school, and it gave me opportunity to get access to people to support me. So now that I've graduated from university and I have a little opportunity and access, I try to turn back to use the same idea, the same opportunity to those who cannot have access to them and those who are lost or absolutely do not have the opportunity to go to school. Uh, you know, that is why I really sat down and tried to design this education program and the reading program in order to give them the opportunity they deserve. That's amazing. You've been through a lot. So I'm really, it's just amazing what you're doing for these kids. Um, I was wondering, when did you start your first program? Um, actually, I initiated a program in 2020. Mm. And um, I planned everything in 2020 and the COVID, you know, intervened and we're having some restrictions and lockdown. And uh, 2021, I started with a guest STEM conference. I started with a guest STEM conference, bringing young girls and all over the country, more than 500 kids were gathered together in 2021, and they were presenting their innovative and creative ideas in terms of who they want to become a career pathway in STEM. And then 2022, definitely we started, uh, no, 2021, I started also the school project, mm -hmm. you know, by giving the free quality education. And today I have 10 classroom building. I'm right now in the school building in a classroom in my office. And I also... I'm able to give up to 300 students access to school free of charge, no tuition free, no tuition fees at all. And uh, 2022, I started a reading program, and the reading program has brought us up to 2023. And then now I'm trying to kick off with uh, 2024 with a library project, which is the sustainability of the reading activities. That sounds amazing. I'm very excited. So um, I guess this, uh, someone answers the question, but what are your future goals or aspirations for these initiatives? Where do you see yourself going next? Well, that is very wonderful. First, I, I have, um, I'm thinking, I'm always designing this uh, plan of having a school. And now I have a school. So my next project is to have libraries in Sierra Leone and Liberia. The next project is to have a uh, college. We have a lot of young students who graduate from high school and they don't have access to college, you know, to higher education. So in 2025, 2026, I'm thinking of having that vision come to reality. We are having a college for these young people that we are giving access to now so that they can be able to just move to that level of higher education in the college. And also by 2028, 2029, I am praying hardly and working hard towards it to have one of the best universities in Liberia or Sierra Leone. Wow, you have a whole like plan thought out for the next 10 years. And it all sounds like an amazing idea. The idea of colleges sounds really cool. And I wish yeah. you the best of luck. So in what ways can people or organizations contribute or support your cause and help you? Well, we, we are open to partnership and collaboration. Uh, everybody that is in the field of education or in the area of children, 
or the desire to really work with someone in Africa, we are open and credible enough, registered in Liberia and Sierra Leone, credible enough to work with. We are open for partnership and we are open for absolute collaboration in the area of reading. We are open for collaboration in the area of library or in the area of the school. So anyone you choose, we are willing to work with you. Also, we are open for grants. If you have an opportunity to uh, donate, also we are open for in-kind donation in any area uh, of this case. And of course, we are also open for child sponsorship. Probably you might want to sponsor a child who is less fortunate or vulnerable or who is marginalized. We have them. Some of them are disabled. Some of them are living with single mothers. Some of them are living by themselves. And, you know, they are often, some of them living with their grandparents who cannot really do anything mm-hmm. at all to, you know, keep them home. So we are open to all of this and we are ready to work with you. That's amazing. So do you currently partner with any organizations for some of your programs? Uh, yes. Well, for now, I'm partnering with Link Foundation for the school and um, um, also uh, with a donation that we just received. It is uh, through one of our partner organizations called uh, the Authors Writers Academy. The Authors Writers Academy donated this. And then with the partnership of the podcast is uh, the World Creativity Innovation. And uh, we have the Global Innovation Field Trip. Uh, partner with us also to, you know, reach our voice to the thousands of people around the world. And uh, we're also partnering with Essence of Being, our Conscious Leadership Academy that is providing training and support to some of the kids and also Awakening Giant, uh, oh, um, Global Awakening Initiative as well. That's amazing. I'm so glad there's all um, like people to support you and help expand your program. So uh, could you share a personal story or experience that illustrates the impacts your programs have had on a child or a community? Uh, well, we we started with one, and uh, today we have one. I We have more than one, of course. Uh, taking some kids from, we have a child in the school right now that really lost everything. She lost everything and she really thought that she was going uh, to be a nobody. And then we picked her up in the third grade and then we saw that she was very smart. Her name is Injasili, very, very smart. And then she picked up from there, we gave her double promotion to the fifth grade. And uh, from there, we have been teaching her in and out of the school session. And today she is in the seventh grade out of our school now because our school stopped to sixth grade. And that actually has given her more of, you know, energy and strength to really uh, move on with our dream to become a medical doctor. That's amazing. That's so cool. And I'm very proud of her. So what specific methods have you found most effective when teaching children? Uh, one is dedication. I, I, I have tried to sacrifice, you know, all my time, all my energy and strength to dedicate myself to achieving a result. And uh, it started with nothing and there is absolutely nothing, even though there is expenses of uh, you know, funding and difficulties and challenges everywhere. You know, I try to focus my mind that I need to change somebody's life. 
So one is dedication, two is interaction. I interact with the kids in order to know exactly their strengths, their weaknesses, and then move on with them, have fun with them, play with them, you know. And then the third one is child-centeredness. They take the lead and I just brush them up to go to where they want to go. So all of this put together has brought them to a place I call a friendly environment with them. Very friendly with them, know their pain, go through their stories, listen to them, talk to them, eat with them, play with them, and also teach them in terms of discipline and their education. Wow, these are amazing. And I'm like, you're just so dedicated. You're living proof that you can do anything you put your mind through. Yeah. So just that's amazing. So um, given your experiences, what advice would you give to someone looking to start a similar program in other parts of the world? Uh, well, anyone that is about to start anything, first thing you have to ask yourself, is this my area? Is this my calling? Is this what I'm really born for? Because if it is not your area of, uh, you know, implementation or area of function, you will definitely be exhausted and you absolutely give up. So the first thing you have to identify whether this is your true area. If I'm dealing with education, especially kids, so you might be dealing with education, but not kids. It could be youth. It could be adult literacy. So you have to find your strength your area of expertise, and then also you focus on it because you can be scattered everywhere and you want to get a result. It won't work. So first, I would like you to ask yourself what is your area and your strength. Secondly, start where you are. Start where you are. You can't start and go out of the whole country. You want to please everybody. No, you fall, you fail. Start where you are. It could even be in your bedroom or your living room or your porch or, you know, your community. Start where you are before you go out. Number three, start with what you have. Start with what you have. All right. I have educational skill, skill to teach the kids. I don't have to pay anybody for it. I give it voluntarily. So don't start with something that you can pay people for. And you, at the end of the day, you have the burden of taking care of yourself, taking care of your activities, and then you have to pay people to do it for you. Start with what you have and where you are. When I talk about where you are, it simply means start with what you cannot pay for. I'm not paying for, I'm not paying rent when I started. I did start with paying rent. So I, I don't have the money to pay rent. So I don't have to go and rent a venue to start my event. So I started with the places where I cannot pay. So the next thing with what I have, I definitely don't have to pay myself. I have to feed myself and keep myself clean and tidy to go to work, to get more energy. So what I have is what I'm giving. And then number three, be tolerant. Allow the kids, appreciate them. Tolerate them, no matter who they are, no matter their strength, no matter their capacity, no matter their background, tolerate them, love them, show them that love. Don't pity them, but love them, shower them, you know, be very smiley, be very, very encouraging, be very innovative. Tell them that they are worth more than a million, you know, 
and then appreciate them all the time. Make sure that they are in a safe hands. And lastly, be their guide, be their security, protect them and try to take them away from bully or any instigation of violence or, you know, try to push them away. No. So I would advise that you do this and trust me, you get results. In conclusion with that, do not focus on money. Yeah, because Africa, that is our mentality. Do not focus on money. Whether you have money, you don't have money, just ensure that your dream works to come to reality and you will have more people coming to support you as it is happening right now. Absolutely amazing vibes. Um, that's just, a, yeah, it's great vibes. Um, so have you noticed any significant changes in the attitude towards education and literacy among the children you've worked with? Oh, yes. Yes, there were there were times when you tell kids to go to school, they won't agree to come to school. There were times I used to beg them to come to school. There are times I would force them, like, come to school, come to school. I beg you, please. But it has changed. They come to school at any time because I'm not only giving them education, I'm also giving them friendship uh, uh, environment. I'm also uh, showing them leadership role. I'm also showing them their future right now. And then I'm also serving as example to them that if you see me reading, you have to read. If you see me coming to school, you have to come to school. I'm not, I'm not leaving my house to come to school because I want to come to school. I'm coming to school because I want you to come to school. And they are coming to school. I dress like them. They wear their uniform. I wear their uniform to come to school so that we all feel the same. And I also, I'm talking to people both locally and internationally to get them support. For example, now I have books for them. Next week, somebody just donated uh, some package of food, biscuits and uh, biscuits, uh, you know, some of these uh, provisions just for them to eat, spaghetti, all of these things, sardine. So they are providing it for them and I will give it to them. We share it, we eat it as the year comes to an end. So yeah, that is it. That's that's great. Um, I love that you're doing everything with them and you're right there with them. Uh, I must, yeah. So uh, beyond academics, what other skills or qualities do you want to instill in the children you work with? I want to instill leadership in them. I want to instill leadership. Leaders transform their communities, their family, their nation, and the globe. And I'm talking about a positive, uh, a good leadership. We are in, they won't be there to destroy, but they will be there to build. I want to train them in a manner that they will take responsibility for themselves, take actions, innovative, be very creative in order to transform their lives. I agree. I think leadership is the single, like singular most important skill because yeah. the kids are our future. So it's very important that like they're yeah. um, ready to take it for them and make change. So I know our audience listening has really enjoyed learning about your work today. So thank you so much for sharing. And I just want to wish you the best for the future because what you're doing has been very important and it's made such a big impact. And good job um, on everything that you've accomplished so far. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for what you've done, what you've done right now and what is going to happen next by having result from you know anyone out there. It could be one person is a success of this meeting. And I want to assure you that 
the kids in Liberia and Sierra Leone will be a benefactor or beneficiaries of this particular meeting today. Thank you very much, uh, Madam Julie, and then also Irene, and all of you that are listening out there, we say thank you for supporting us, and we wish you all the best. Thank you, Paul. Thank See you. you. So if you'd like to learn more about this program or others like this, you can find them out by visiting innovationworld.org. Thank you for joining the Innovation World Young Collaborators podcast series. This is Arne Bothra signing off until next time.